Welcome back to another episode of The State of Things. I'm Jacob. And I'm Jaden. And we are so excited to have you back for another episode. Uh, today we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks, but first, Jaden, how you doing? You know, I am, I'm doing great. So at the time of this recording, in two days, or actually tomorrow, Friday, is our very last day as president and vice president of the student body. And so the, everything has been winding down for me. This week also, I don't have a lot of homework. And so I've had this thing called free time. And I've been trying mm. to manage how I utilize that you time. you describe that to me? So it's this concept in which there's no, like, elephant on your shoulders you know there's no burden there's no oh i have to write that paper or, oh i need to send those emails it's just this period of time in which like you almost don't have a purpose but you have to come up with a purpose they have mm -hmm. these things called hobbies or you know things to fill your free time but student government has been my hobby for at least the past 366 days and so i just i got to find one of those hobbies but that's, that's what free time is. But Jacob, I know that last night you gave quite a great speech at our very last Senate meeting. What was that all about? Yeah, you know, it was a, a, a blockbuster of a speech. Clocking in, I think, at five and a half minutes. Um, no, it's, uh, it's my, uh, it was my final state of the student body address. Um, our Constitution student government requires me to do uh, these each Senate session, and there are three of those every uh, year or every term in student government and so I gave my final one yesterday at the final Senate meeting of the year uh, or at least of this term to just kind of wrap up uh, and kind of summarize what the year has been um, and so I talked a lot about the big projects and things that we've gotten done uh, it's been a, a lot of that stuff has actually happened in the last three or four weeks um, the uh, Senate and Cabinet have been very busy with projects, trying to wrap everything up. So talked a lot about our work on food insecurity issues. We have really just been working very closely with SHOP the last couple of weeks on a number of different projects. But the big one is we have uh, formally passed a contract with SHOP um, that will give them $70,000 every woot. year for the next five years uh, to help put food on the shelves, including international food, and there's actually a portion of that budget that will go towards uh, hygiene products, uh, which will be a really awesome um, uh, uh, service set and uh, products that uh, Shop will provide. So, uh, you know, I think we've shared this a number of times on the podcast, but, you know, about one-third of ISU students are food insecure, and so this will be a fantastic uh, expansion of resources for those students so that, you know, when they go to Shop, uh, no matter what week it is, um, there will be food on the shelf for, for them to go in and grab. So, yeah, that, that's something big that we got done recently. Uh, we passed a huge amendment to the daily contract, uh, so talked about that a little bit. And then, um, you know, there were some other projects that you've actually been a little bit more engaged with, um, in particular the uh, cookbooks. Yes. Shop. Yeah, so I was just going to add on coupling off of the shop contract is you mentioned that a large portion of that $70,000 a year is going to go towards international food. Mm -hmm. But um, I actually just helped out a student organization write a bill and pass it through Senate. Um, they're a brand new organization here on campus called SciSci, the Cyclone Student Innovators. And they wrote in collaboration with the um, Iowa State Extension and Outreach 
and the um, International Student Council here on campus a 45-page cookbook with about 80% of those recipes being international cuisine. And so it's really fun to have those international students that may be utilizing SHOP be able to have a taste of home, um, you know, with the cookbook and then those ingredients in the cookbook are based mm -hmm. off of the ingredients that are normally in shop and i think a really cool partnership that this student organization brought along as well is they reached out to tone spices down in ankeny and that company is donating a like five six big boxes of um, spices that you know typically occur in those international dishes um, and so I'm very excited you know we're not going to be feeding people boxes of mac and cheese and bags mm -hmm. of beans we're going to be hopefully providing students opportunities to make good nutritionist and nutritious and authentic food so very excited about that um, but I think another big I wrote down all the big things there's just so many I had to write them all down um, a big one was being the 100th anniversary of Jack Trice's death, student government actually just kind of made a big donation to something kind of, you know, in collaboration with the university and wanted you to mention that. I know that was kind of your, your brainchild there. Yeah, so uh, this October will mark the 100, uh, 100 years since Jack Trice uh, died. Um, the uh, university has been putting on a series of events this entire academic year and the, that will stretch into the next year you know, when we reach the centennial and then a little bit after. Um, but basically trying to, uh, you know, take some time to really uh, remember Jack Trice, um, his life, his legacy on this campus. And so early this year, uh, campus leaders asked us to think about what we wanted to do um, and how we wanted to, you know, uh, commemorate the 100-year anniversary. And so we started to kind of look back at our own history here in student government. Uh, student government's had a long history of advocating for, uh, you know, remembering Jack Trice and remembering his legacy. Uh, we played a role back in, I think, the 70s or 80s in helping get uh, Jack Trice Stadium named Jack Trice Stadium. Uh, we, you know, had pushed the university for a long time, and eventually it was named Jack Trice Field. Uh, you know, the actual field was named Jack Trice Field, and then later on uh, the stadium was named Jack Trice Stadium. Um, and then, uh, you know, in the 80s as well, we also established a uh, scholarship fund known as the Jack Trice Character Word Scholarship. We gave about $10,000 back in the 80s uh, to support that fund. And um, so that is, you know, two big things that we've had some connections with. And so we were kind of interested in, you know, what would, could we do along those lines? And what we settled on was let's reinvest into the Jack Trice Character Word Scholarship. We have, um, you know, a decent amount of money in our reserve account, and you know we want to be very judicious with that money. But uh, this is a great way to both remember Jack Trice and also support a program that supports students. And so we donated thirty-seven thousand dollars as a part of the uh, Forever True Day uh, program that the uh, that the ISU Foundation put on this April fourth and fifth. Um, and so uh, it was a challenge fund that people could donate to basically unlock the $37,000 and we hit the, the uh, requested uh, number of donations. And so, yeah, I think, um, you know, that was one of the larger um, donations made throughout the, uh, throughout the Forever True Day event, so that was really fantastic. Um, and then, just quick note, the, the reason we settled on 37,000 was because 37 was Jack Trice's number um, when he played football here at Iowa State. But yeah, so that was a really uh, awesome way to uh, remember Jack Trice um, it was obviously a very significant amount of money, and I know that, you know, 
we've heard through the grapevine that uh, Jack Trice's family, which supports a number of different, you know, initiatives around uh, remembering Jack Trice, was really excited to hear about our donation. So I think that was just a really cool way to uh, mark the cent upcoming centennial. Now, I do want to correct you on something. You kept using the word settle. We settled on 37000 But from all of the reactions that I got, mm -hmm. everyone was ecstatic. You know, we were one of the biggest donations on Forever yep. True Day. Um, the partners and the foundation were ecstatic about it as well. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted, I heard you say settle. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, I this, was, this was no small thing. This was a big thing that student government as right. an entire body decided on. And I am super proud that our body did yeah. decide to move I, forward with that. I don't want to give anyone the impression that I think $37,000 is a small <laughs> amount of money. Uh, that was just, I guess I should say, 37000 was the amount we agreed on donating to, to the scholarship fund. Uh, so yeah, that was a really awesome thing that we got done before the end of the semester. But I want to turn our attention now to our special guest in conversation, Every cyclone that has gone through the Destination Iowa State program should know and should have sang along with this individual. And so stay tuned for that very special conversation right after our producer bit. Welcome back, everybody, to another producer bit here on the State of Things. Uh, a lovely day outside, lovely day here in the Student Innovation Center. Uh, as always in your producer bit, you are joined by your fabulous producers, Ethan, Maddie, and myself. Guys, how are we doing today? Doing good, you know. Uh, it was like 82 degrees out today. Mm. Shorts and t-shirts been like this all week. It's so nice. I'm so happy that summer is finally here only to get hit. I feel like winter number seven or eight, I think at this point, is probably on its way that I have no idea about because I don't look at the forecast. It's always a mystery when I wake up in the day. But yeah. I'm excited. It's It's been so nice out. I, I can't complain. For sure, for sure. Maddie, how about you? Yeah, you know, I'm doing all right. I mean, school and allergies have kind of been kicking my butt this mm -hmm. week, but the nice weather does help, and it makes it a lot easier to get out of bed, knowing right, yeah. that I might be able to walk to class instead of riding the bus and everything. It's pretty nice. So, how about you, Senior? I've been doing all right, uh, coming down to the close of the year, um, and just, just a lot of stuff that's just going on, but again, nice weather, so it gives me more motivation to get stuff done. I love hanging out outdoors. Um, and during all the winter months, it kind of was hard to find the motivation to do stuff. But now I feel like I've got a, I've, I've got my second wave of energy going in. But uh, speaking of a second wave of energy, um, let's very briefly go through our songs of the week. I know it's been about a month it's since been a we've while. done it. It's been a it's hot been, it's minute. It's been a hot minute. So, Ethan, I'm going to throw it over to you. Yeah. What are your songs of the week? So... I can't take credit for learning about them. They came into the M shop and performed, and then some of the sub execs like got me on this specific song. Uh, it's Rafters by Yam House. Yeah. House. Oh. Yeah, the Yam House. Yam House. Yeah. It's so good. I I wish I didn't get to go see them in the concert because I had stuff to do that night. I think, but oh, yeah, I wish I, I wish I would have because I've heard I've heard nothing but like great things. Like some of the sub execs have even like gone mm -hmm. to see them in concert after. It's like. Yeah. I wish I was there, but yeah. I even had Landon Conrath with them that night, and I was so oh. upset that I couldn't wow. go. Wow, that's Love crazy. Landon wow, Conrath. that's oh. yeah. But so that's like, that's my song of the week is Rafters by Yam House. Good, nice. Yeah. How are you? Um, well, being that we had a month, um, I do a thing, New Music Friday, uh, where I like pretty much go through and kind of find new music. And uh, not all of these came from that, but like in my exploration of New Music Friday, I found like five or six songs that like. So I'm just going to speed run through them, not really giving any explanation for it, but uh, Prize Fighter by Blame My Youth, 
uh, Home for the Summer by A Story Told, More Than Friends by Isabel La Rosa, Roller Coasters Make Me Sad by M. Behold, and then Yippie Kaye by Hippocampus, which Ooh. I sent to you. Yes, you As did. soon as I saw it, I was like, you got me on Hippocampus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is some good stuff. So I sent, oh, yeah. as soon as I saw it, I sent it right to you. Yep. So. And speaking of Hippocampus, they have been... Another, I think they've been my top artist this month, and I, I'm pretty sure I listened to Yippie Kaye like right when it came out, and then you sent it, and I was like, yes, you did. So it's a good, that's a really good song. Um, I don't think it's my favorite from them. The ones that have been uh, on my repeat have been uh, Semi Pro, Golden, and mm-hmm. Kicking the Teeth. All three totally different sounds, by the way. They keep producing yeah. all this totally like different music. That's it's like obviously them, but they're totally different styles, you know. Anyway. It's, yeah, great songs. I highly recommend listening to them. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but with that, um, the w- uh, cool event that we had going on um, this past, uh, well, for us it would be this past Friday, but right. by the time the episode goes out, it'll be two weeks ago. But Admitted Students Day. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a cool thing that Iowa State likes to do. I know that it's been going on since I've been here at school. I got to experience it my freshman year when I came in. But Admitted Students Day is a time for students to kind of come in uh, who have been who have have a seat at Iowa State. They haven't exactly made the decision to commit to Iowa State. Right. Uh, some of them may have, but like they is just the open opportunity to attend Iowa State, and they like all the colleges and like all the departments all get involved and put on some sort of event or activity to try to like. I guess borderline convince these students to come to Iowa State. Right. Um, so. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw some things going on, yeah. but I actually I'm, got the, the the time to actually like participate in it a lot. But what did you guys see for Admitted Students Day? I mean, basically, I, the biggest thing was there was so many people oh, on they campus. Were it was every like, I I actually wasn't on campus a lot that day. I had to stop in for a little bit, and when I did, I was like, I didn't think I was gonna find a parking spot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I didn't I was like I don't know like. There are just people everywhere, and like especially at the Memorial Union, I'm people in throughout there, like throughout the halls, and so so I had to had to redirect some people. They asked me some questions. I was like, "Yep, like it's just over there." But it was so many people, but it was so cool because I think it was nice. It was kind of one of the first first days that was kind of being nicer out, and so it's yeah. great. It was I thought it was really cool. Yeah, couldn't ask for better weather to have uh, an admitted students day, and I th- I don't think campus has been that busy probably since our freshman year. Um, no. it, I've, it's been a long time. Um, I do, so as a member of the College of Design, I actually walked in there to do the grand student thing of getting a sandwich for lunch, and they were doing um, screen printing. They were screen printing T-shirts uh, in the College of Design, which I thought huh. was really cool. I didn't even know that That's they had nifty. the facilities to do yeah. that there, or if, you know, maybe they just got it for Students' Day, but that was pretty interesting, and if I was an admitted student, I'd be like, heck yeah, that College of Design is really cool, and I want to go there, so... I think that is awesome. And then, like, every group I heard walk by me said something about how beautiful the campus was. And mm-hmm. I said, that is so accurate. Hey, that's campus. That's, that's one of the things I, I didn't realize. I actually didn't come on to the Iowa State campus until after I accepted my uh, admission. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I did, like, I came, ori- orientation was the first time I was on the Cyclone campus. And I was just like, wow. Like, huh. I just mm-hmm. was blown away. Granted, it was in the summertime, a lot more green, humidity. There was a certain part uh, by the Memorial Union, actually, that felt like a jungle. Oh, so. yep. yep. But I don't know. I was, it was, 
Yeah. Stunning. Stunning. Well, yeah. Um, Beautiful campus. Just a brief thing I heard, because I participated a lot in the Admitted Students Day, we had over 400 students on campus. Um, and with, of course, all of their parents and, you know, mm-hmm. like all their siblings and everybody else who came on. Uh, there was one group who I was going with. They brought their aunt and uncle with them as well. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I mean, you go. The more the merrier, man. The more the merrier. Um, I, it was a little rough uh, when I was in the MU trying to get food. Uh, there's a lot of people in yes. there. But uh, thankfully, we have the StuGov office for me to just go, like, hunker down until people pass by and I can go get my stuff. But... But yeah, so that was a really cool thing that uh, that happens. But I know another cool thing that's going on uh, in the MU is Cyclone Voice. You want to touch on that? Yeah. Little? So Cyclone Voice, it's a it's a competition. It's kind of like American Idol or uh, The Voice, I guess. Yeah. That would probably be a better. Um, and that's they had some prelims in the M shop. I want to say a couple weeks ago. Um, and Cyclone, the actual event is actually happening right now. Uh, Max, the singer, uh, songwriter who also starred in the movie Rags on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's a great guy. I, I got a, I was over there earlier today, actually. I talked, I said maybe one sentence to, he asked me how I was and I was like, oh, I'm doing good, man. And he's like, great. That's fantastic. I'm like, that was my interaction with him, but he was so nice. Like it was just, it was great. Uh, they, they got a whole production over there. It's, it's great. It's super cool. Uh, I mean, I know that it's going to be. It, it'll be past the time that you guys are listening to this, but next year, look out for it. If you have a lovely voice, um, audition. It's a great competition. You get to, yeah, It's I think it's just super cool. I think the whole idea of it's super cool. And Sub, Student Union Board, does a great job putting it on every year. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely an experience you want to get in if you do have a good voice or if you just want, you know, just to see what it's all about before your time is done here at Iowa State. Agreed. Hey, and speaking of time being done at Iowa State. I know two of the three producers here are getting ready for some graduating time. So I do mm-hmm. want to bring up that um, if you are a graduating senior or a graduating grad student or are simply going to go through some sort of ceremony, make sure that you get your cap, gown, tassel, all the, I don't even remember all the graduation pieces that we're supposed to get. Yeah. <laughs> um, but those there's are there's be, a lot. There's a lot to it. There are. Those are going to be available um, on the MU Bookstore website. They'll give you a sizing and everything, and you'll just have to say, yeah, I'm going to pick that up uh, at a certain day. Um, make sure there's a lot of resources on Access Plus for getting ready for graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I had to select uh, whether, obviously, you have to accept your graduation. You, you have to, like, apply for graduation and say, yeah. yes, I'm going to the ceremony. You have to say when you're going to pick up your diploma, so make sure that you are filling out that uh, information if you haven't already. Um, and then I think some colleges do convocations, so mm-hmm. keep uh, eyes out. I believe there'll be messages from respective deans um, to students to make sure you're going to that. Uh, there's so much to remember. And then, yeah, make sure if you got stuff to sell uh, after you're graduating, furniture that you don't need or textbooks that you want to sell back uh, in circulation through the MU, make sure that you look into some resources for that as well. I personally don't need to. Um, as a design student, I don't have any textbooks, uh, so I don't know how that works, but. I do know that there are resources available for that to look into, and feel free to reach out with questions uh, regarding stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. But for those of you who are graduating, like Maddie and myself, who are kind of going, is this the last thing that I get to do with Iowa State? Is it <laughs> over after this? Never fear. Our next guest that we're having here on the State of Things, uh, Dr. Jeff Johnson with the ISU Alumni Association, is here to tell you that it is not the end. You are still a Cyclone, but you are just a Cyclone alumni. Cyclone so, forever true. 
forever true. Forever Loyal true. sons forever true. Ah, yes. There we go. There we go. Anyway, Dr. Jeff Johnson is going to be coming on with Jacob and Jaden to talk about all the things you have to look uh, look forward to after your time is done here at Iowa State, but also how you as a current student can still be involved with the association. So thank you guys for joining us here on this producer bit. And with that, we're going to throw it back to Jacob and Jaden. All right, and with us today on the State of Things, we have a very special guest, the Laura and Russ Talbot Endowed President and CEO of the Iowa State University Alumni Association, Dr. Jeff Johnson. Jeff, how are you today? Well, first of all, Jaden, that was a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm actually doing wonderful, with the exception of annual allergies that come from ragweed. Mm. Uh, I'm doing really well. Doing really well. <laughs> That's good, yeah. This warm weather we're having right now has been given a kickstart on all these plants. And I mean, so the allergies is up, might it's be coming out, it's blooming. Mm -hmm. And so for these first three weeks, I will be kind of speaking like I'm in a drum. And <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, I, really, I really feel like this weather just kind of hit very suddenly. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, kind of end of March, we were kind of waxing and waning a little bit, you know, some warmer days, some colder days, and then just one day woke up and it's 75. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a text from an alum who said, I hope we don't go straight from winter to summer, because it's mm -hmm. done that before, mm -hmm. you know, and then today, 80 degrees. I mean, it's just hard. We've got magnolias blooming out in front of the alumni center. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, the tulips are blooming, whereas last week they were barely out of the ground. So it's incredible. Yeah, this is this is one of my favorite times of year on campus. One of my it's favorite. just so beautiful yeah. on campus. Yeah. And even just walking around, like, I mean, the flowers are blooming, but it's like students appeared. Like, campus is chock full of people. There's hammocks everywhere you can put one. There's tons of people on central campus sunbathing and playing spike ball and everything. I don't know. It's a, it's a fun experience just walking across campus, seeing that, and knowing that as a student, I'm a part of that community. Well, we said that we get three seasons in one season here at Iowa State <laughs> when spring comes. We get construction season. <laughs> we get student traffic season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it goes from cars to them actually being on the sidewalks, their bikes, mm -hmm. all of the rollerblades, you know, all the things you have to watch for because everyone was taking side ride in the winter. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden you got true student traffic. And then the third is what you're saying is just the buzz of all the blooming, you know, the things you do that you want from spring or mm -hmm. here. And on a campus as beautiful as Iowa State, it's, it's, it's a real treat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you know, you were just talking about how beautiful campus is this time of year. I think you, you've uh, you've seen a couple different springs here at Iowa State over the years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've been uh, uh, president and CEO of the Alumni Association since 1999. Um, can you share a little bit about kind of what brought you to campus all those years ago and what's kept you here? Well, you know, it's a really interesting question because I, I want to go back and first and just do just a dab of information about my profession. Uh, I graduated from Southern Miss uh, in data processing and computer science. And then I went to the University of Kansas, got my mm -hmm. master's there, and then did my PhD here. But in the interim part of that, I had a chance to work at the University of Illinois, which is where I came here from. And when I was at the University of Kansas, and I was there for five and a half years, Iowa State would come down for the Big 12 and at that time Big 8 tournament all the time. Mm -hmm. And it was just the neatest group of people. 
And so to think that I would one day be working at Iowa State, especially at a rival school, uh, <laughs> has with it its own you know, share of, of that would never happen. But secondly, Iowa State had never hired anyone to be its alumni director who was not an actual graduate of the institution. It's kind of interesting. This organization was founded in 1878. Wow. And what most people don't know is that it was founded by its first graduating class. And that graduating class finished here in 1872. Mm-hmm. And there were only 26 in that class, uh, 24 women and two, or 24 men and two women. Mm-hmm. But they came together and decided they wanted to create this organization. And so over the years, it's had seven people. I'm the eighth individual to be in this role. I was invited to interview, you know, was not looking. I was actually in China doing some work for the University of Illinois at the time and got a phone call in China, in Beijing, China, that the gentleman who was in this job had retired Mm-hmm. and had done it for 25 years, and would I be interested in applying? And I had just been at the University of Illinois for three and a half years, and so I didn't want the reputation of job hopping. And so, but when I got home, there, were, uh, there was a plane ticket in my mailbox. <laughs> which, didn't give you a choice. Which sent a message that Iowa State was serious. Right. And there was a gentleman on staff here who had watched my work and said, we need to do everything we can to at least try to entertain him in coming here. Uh, at that time, I had a fifth grader and a seventh grader, um, which one of them went on to graduate from Iowa State. Um, our kids made the decision for us, but I had always admired Iowa State. They did programs here that really, really stood out. Uh, their alumni program, their student program, what they did with the awards. And so there were just some great things that we stole at the University of Kansas and at Mm -hmm. Illinois that Iowa State did. And so to come here and now be here starting my 24th year is pretty incredible. And it comes Mm -hmm. down to the people and the place. And those two things have cemented me. And now I have my PhD, so you can call it the three Ps. The people, the place, and the PhD. <laughs> You've got all three aspects there of well of, of your life, all all coming back here to Iowa State. And I think that's very unique that you weren't a cyclone yet, but they knew you were a cyclone. And we, you know, contacted you while you were in China because I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the Alumni Association's motto is connecting cyclones everywhere. You got it. And you weren't a cyclone yet, but we were connecting you despite Well, it's funny you say that, uh, Jane, because one thing that Iowa State does extremely well is that it expands that definition of alumni. It doesn't Mm -hmm. look at it as just former students, which a lot of schools do. It's been very heartwarming to learn that over the years, it's included friends and family Mm -hmm. in its definition. And part of that is that a lot of the rural communities had people who wanted to go to college but there was no such place like an Iowa State. There were only these Ivy League-type universities. Mm -hmm. And we always have to remember that land-grant universities were new types of universities. There were also many of these individuals who went off to war, and they didn't finish, Mm -hmm. so they stopped out. Now, that that happened at other schools as well, but Iowa State knew that they didn't just drop out. They stopped out, but they didn't stop loving the institution And then third, you have the situation where people who had their children come here 
adopted the institution. It became their school. Mm-hmm. And there were a number of certificate programs. You know, if you were a farmer in Iowa, you could go to a certificate program and never sit in a classroom, but you could learn how to do your farm work through science, through extension and other. So Iowa State's got this, I think, incredible heart that says, while we're here to educate, we know that education happens in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And the expanse of that family is broader than just degree holders, that it's a place that will accept people like me who didn't go to college. I think it's beautiful to think about George Washington Carver, who went to school here, or to think about, as I've just said, individuals who stopped out, but yet they still claim this as their university, and that it doesn't have to be a transaction. Right. You know, and so that's been really cool to, to watch Iowa State do that. That doesn't take away from the fact, however, that we have 279,000 living graduates of this university, though. Wow. And what I get the joy of always saying is we're in all 99 counties of Iowa. We're in all 50 states of the U.S., including D.C. and the territories, and 152 countries. So when we say cyclones everywhere, we really mean that cyclones are everywhere. Dang, that is, that's astounding. I, you know, I, they always say those numbers as well when students are coming into Iowa State, but we're drawing students from there. But, you know, especially me being a student, I haven't thought about leaving the university (laughs) yet and where all those alumni and students and, you know, friends of Iowa State actually end up and make impacts. And so that's, that's astounding. Yeah, so that 279 is just a graduates. That number gets bigger when you start talking family and friends and fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I always tell people it's a big family, and you can get in this family in a lot of ways. Some marry into it, some divorce <laughs> out of it. <laughs> yeah, life goes on, but it's an incredible, incredible family. Yeah, I remember when I was uh, uh, out in D.C. last summer for an internship. I'd wear my Iowa State gear around, and there were a good number of people who were like, "Oh, what school is that?" But there were a surprising number of people who were like, "Oh, do you go to Iowa State?" Yeah, um, and they'd be like, "Oh, I went there," or some of my family went there. Um, and it just kind of made me realize how large that Cyclone family is. Um, but, you know, I, I think you talked a little bit about it, which was that the, the Alumni Association is kind of partly responsible for maintaining that family and really right. reaching out to the, all the different members of our community. Um, could you talk a little bit about some of the, the kind of different services and programs that the Alumni uh, Association offers to kind of achieve that mission? Yeah, I want to spend a little time there because I think sometimes we make it a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing is you grow up reading the student newspaper and you get your news about the university, you get the news about your student body. Mm -hmm. Then you graduate from here and you end up, say, in New York and you pick up the New York Times and you say, there's nothing in here (laughs) about (laughs) Iowa State, not that you would think it would be, but the farther you get away from this place, the closer you actually get to this place. Because you take it for granted when you're here Mm -hmm. that all the news is on the radio, it's on the TV, it's in the newspaper, it's your friends, you're here. You get on SciRide, you get off SciRide, you go across campus, you go to class, life happens. Me being first generation, made this business come alive to me because I didn't have anyone that exempl- you know, that, that showed me what an alum was. Mm-hmm. So I learned something very early on in my career. 
there's only one set of permanent citizens at the university, and they're the graduates, because faculty can come and go. Mm -hmm. Presidents can come and go. Administrators can come and go. But once you have a degree from Iowa State, no matter what happens here, it happens to you. So if we get a, a, a win, or look at how we played in the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. You felt that. Or you have a situation where we get a national award, or we land a professor, mm -hmm. right. or we get this award for innovation, or we build this facility. All those things, rightly or wrongly, have a warm feeling that goes through your mind. If you right. hear a scandal, then the first thing you think about is, I'm not real sure I want to put my Iowa State stuff on today because that was my institution. So our job at the Alumni Association really falls into three buckets. One of those buckets is just what you said, connecting, keeping people connected. Secondly, it's about communicating. Someone needs to kind of tell you what's going on, keep you abreast of what's going on. So whether that's through the alumni magazine, the website, whether we do it on social media, we're going to try our best to keep Iowa State in front of you, partly because we don't want you to forget about Iowa State. But secondly, we know you want to hear about what's going on with your university because that causes your degree to grow in value. Right. I tend to say you don't really receive a diploma from the university. You receive a stock certificate. Right. And the value of that stock goes up with the current reputation of the university. Mm -hmm. So if this place is getting national recognition, it's doing well in student recruitment, it's doing well athletically, it's doing well in fundraising, it's getting recognized nationally. The federal government is coming here investing in programs of research. You kind of perk your chest out and say, I went to school there. Mm -hmm. So the third thing then is we go from communicating and connecting to then celebrating. And one of the best things we do, and I got to do it two weeks ago, was when you pick up the phone and you call someone and say, you've just been nominated by your college to receive the Alumni Medal or to receive the Distinguished Alumni Award. And you're basically saying, I'm just out here living my life, mm -hmm. doing my work, but somebody back here is paying attention and you're unaware that they're paying attention. Well, that's just like it was when you were a student. When you got that phone call that said you're now eligible for a scholarship, or you're getting recognized with this particular award, obviously just keeps on giving because you're now part of the family, you're under the tent. And so our job is to communicate with you, to keep you connected. And when that connected, it's also to connect you with other Iowa Staters where you live so that you understand what that means when we say 279,000 in all 50 states or 152 countries. If there's some way we can bring those people together, we can do other things for Iowa State. We can do internships, we can do co-ops, we can look for partnerships, we can say, here's someone if you wanna find a realtor, find a doctor, mm -hmm. find a dentist, you know, whatever your service might need. If you wanna do business, cyclone to cyclone, we can help you make that connection. So that's the Alumni Association. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's uh, such a broad mission, but I think it's so important. Um, I think that, you know, I know especially for Jaden and I, we're, we're never going to take our eyes off this university. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're always going to keep track of, you know, obviously the sports, and, and I think that's always something that people look to, but uh, the, the really cool things that are happening on this campus, I know that, like, the Secretary of Agriculture was just here in this last week announcing a big research project you that see. the university is going to be uh, uh, taking a leading role in, and so, you know, I think those really 
exciting things and, you know, that demonstrate how Iowa State is such a phenomenal force, both here in the state of Iowa, but nationwide. Uh, it's just those things that kind of, you know, make your day a little bit better when you hear about it. And I do, and I think oftentimes, too, and this is no uh, stab at athletics, the university excels in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Now, through athletics, we get this front porch that we can tell a bigger Iowa State story. But when you think about what happens in in the biological sciences and the number of our students through the biological sciences here can go on to medical school and become top in the medical school graduating classes because the science is so good here, you know. And we oftentimes say if you can't do good animal care, you can't do good human care. And so there are just things to be said for what type of university it is. But I go back to this whole land-grant mission that Iowa State has never taken its eyes off of. And it's been a place that anyone that has a dream of doing something with their lives, you can come here and make that happen. And the fact that you can have it happen in a place that allows you to have an out-of-the-classroom experience. So you're not just defined by your academics. You truly are defined by your student experience. And you get to define that. I know we're mm -hmm. kind of getting away from the adventure, choose your own adventure. <laughs> but it's still part of what has made this place special, is that you didn't have to fit a box. You didn't have to be Greek if you didn't want to be Greek. You didn't have to be, you know, in the band if you didn't want to be in the band. But you could do music in so many different ways here at Iowa State. Students can start their own clubs, you know, 900 right. and plus of those. So it's just a really unique place. And what we try to do is not make Iowa State be one thing to everybody, but let it be what it is to you. And then we work as hard as we can to illuminate that and recognize that it meant something to someone else as well. And you and that person will find each other. Right. I want to go back to just your definition and really describing of Iowa State as not a diploma or, as you said, a stock, um, you know, certificate, but really an identity because, you know, anything that happens here will personally affect me as an alumni. And I think back to I had a friend that graduated in December and he was moving out to uh, New Mexico mm -hmm. to join a national lab. Knew no one out there, but the first thing he did was look for um, cyclones in New Mexico, like a Facebook page right. out there, because that was the first thing he wanted to do was if there was other cyclones there that he could connect with, he was going to feel like he had a community you out there. It. And so really, how do alumni become a part of the association? Is it just you graduate and you become a, far, a part of the family, or is there another process you have to go through? Let's do two pieces of that question. The first one is, when you graduate from here, by definition, and this is Webster claiming you, <laughs> you are an alum. Now let's take Jeff Johnson's definition of that. Jeff Johnson's definition is, first of all, you're not an alum, you're a graduate. And a graduate is simply someone who holds a degree. But someone who holds a degree and affection is an alum. Okay. Because there are some people who say, Rearview mirror. Right. I'm out of here. It's over. You've gotten the last dime. You've gotten, you've, I've done the last day with Iowa State. Now children will come along or something will happen somewhere in life, and Iowa State will return. But some people take a sabbatical from Iowa State. There are others, though, who this place defined them, and that's affection. Mm -hmm. To me, that's an alarm because it says, number one, I want to be connected may not know how I'm going to be connected, may not even know how I'm going to stay connected, 
but this place is part of who I am and I want to be connected. That's where we come in. So everything from being an alumni association member where there's a transaction there where you pay dues and as a result of that you get a set of benefits such as the alumni magazine, decal for your car, access to the online alumni directory, the list could go on and on. But then there are some alums who pick and choose their own menu of connection. They buy season tickets or they buy I'm coming back for this game every year. I'm going to come back every year for homecoming. No one's going to keep me out of homecoming because I'm not a member. I'm an alum. So you will choose some of it yourself. We will open the door in other ways. We'll ask you to be part of an alumni club, which doesn't cost you anything. It's a local group. But just as you were a student here and you helped run those clubs, we'll ask you to be a volunteer. So some people will say, I'm going to give time. Others say they're going to give treasure. Others say they're going to give talent. Our board is made up of individuals who give talent, where they come back and they serve and help us make decisions. They sit on councils within their colleges. They come back and they serve as speakers and so forth and so on. So you will start to have the world open up to you the same way this university opened up to you as a student. The alumni world opens the same way through volunteering of time, treasure, and talent. I think this conversation has been very comforting for me, and especially, you know, both of us being graduating seniors, you know, Iowa State's just not going to kick us out on the curb and <laughs> say good luck with life. Like, there is this whole community and support and everything that you've been mentioning, you know, there's life after graduating as a senior to continue being proud alumni, which Jacob and I will both be, mm -hmm. um, of Iowa State University. And so yeah, and that's think very that, comforting. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> critical too, though, but I think what's key is, you still are the one making the choice. Mm -hmm. There's nobody saying, if you don't do this, you're not an alum. But I do think, you know, having been in this business and someone who myself, as I've said a couple of times already, first generation, I had a different view of who alumni were. I thought they were wealthy. I thought they were white. I thought they were male. I thought they were only people who cared about athletics. And I think I may have thought in the back of my head they had to be successful because somehow the university can sometimes prop up those people. Mm -hmm. That's who named a building, gave a scholarship. But alums come in all shape, forms, fashion, but they start out as graduates. And then they decide that while they were on this journey toward their degree, they truly fell in love with this place. Mm -hmm. And this place became the place that unlocked who they were and what their potential was and nurtured them. Mm -hmm. And even when they didn't know how to figure it out, the university had people there to help them figure it out. So sometimes, you know, it, it's all about the experience, but it's right. almost so like when you go to a restaurant, do you come back or do you say, I'm never coming back? Now, sometimes you come back because the person you choose to marry likes to eat there <laughs> and that may bring you back. So we don't ever give up on anyone. People find their way back. But it happens slow for some, it happens quick for others. But one thing I wanna just really emphasize tonight is, is that it's not a transaction. Mm -hmm. An alumni association member is a transaction because there's a dues payment, just like when you pay dues to a club. You believe in what they stand for 
and you want them to help lift up the university, help lift up your fellow alums, help lift up opportunities, and it takes resources to do that. And we don't use any student tuition to run the Alumni Association. That's all dues, dollars coming from alums, as well as programs and services that finance our operation. Wow. You know, I, we talked a lot about, you know, the students who have graduated Iowa State and come back and, you know, have that affection. But there's another program that I know that the United, or that the uh, association runs called the Future Alumni Network. Oh, FAN. Could you talk a little bit about that? You know, FAN is really dear to my heart because it's partly how I got in this business. Um, and I remember going to my alumni association when I was a student, and I asked the question, who are alumni? And I've already told you who I thought they were because those were the people I saw on game day and whenever they would come back for bigger events, you know, it was always these older white men whose wives were dressed to the T <laughs> and they were all presidents of companies and somehow I just didn't see that that would one day be me. And, um, and so as a result of that, my president at the time, Dr. Aubrey Lucas, recruited me to start an alumni program. And I started the first student alumni program at Southern Miss and it became the largest in the country. And what I learned is, is that the largest pocket of future alumni are actually the currently enrolled student because all alumni really are, are former students. Right. And students are pre-alumni. You know, it's kind of like this is boot camp. <laughs> but the thing is, we don't interface with each other enough in that terminology. We see alumni and we say, oh my God, the alumni are here. They're dressing up the campus. They're telling us we can't park in certain places. You can't get a room in a Memorial Union because the alumni have all the rooms rented out. <laughs> all those kinds of nuisance that we see of alumni. And then we get scholarships, but we don't oftentimes meet the person who gave that scholarship. So there's no relationship there's just a transaction that this got put on my U-bill or on my account, and it b bought down my tuition. Maybe somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm saying maybe one day I may be in a position to do that. But again, I don't think we do a good job, and I'll be open with you here. I don't think we do a good job of making connections while you're a student that you're going to one day be these people. And what kind of alum do you want to be? Do you want to be one that's sitting on the sideline? You want to be one that's in the game, helping make things happen, helping an advisory board, serving on a, a college council, nominating someone for an award, list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. So FAN is an opportunity to imitate your alumni future. It gives you a chance to get to know us and realize we don't bite people, we don't hurt people. The Alumni Association is a, a place that's accessible. You can actually come in the alumni building. I know a lot of students think that building is nice, so maybe I'm not dressed correctly. You know, how do you have to dress to go in there? And what would you go in there for anyway? So all those programs become an opportunity for a fan to be this window into your future. Get the discount programs. That's what alums get. They, they want discounts. They want to be able to know that we can go out and create deals for them. They want access to networking. They want to use the online alumni directory. You all can use that. I, I oftentimes say to students, and one thing we could do a better job is, when you do a co-op, 
the first thing you should do is go to the online alumni directory and look up to see how many other Iowa Staters work for the company that you're co-oping with, which is no different than when you graduate and you move to that city to go to work for, say, another company, you could actually put in the street name, and it'll tell you how many alums you have living on your street, wow. if any. Oh, wow. You can put in the zip code, and it'll tell you how many alums live at that zip code. Then you just click on their name and say, I live next door. My name is Jacob. You know, so we need to do a better job. I'm going to say that publicly. We need to do a better job. But the bottom line is FAN is about creating a future alumni network, just what it says. But these are individuals who are going to be graduates of Iowa State University who have the opportunity to be connected to their university for a lifetime. So how do future alumni or current students get involved in this network? Well, at job fair or at the student uh, fairs that are happening on campus. Mm -hmm. But again, I think it's one of those things that is an oxymoron when you look okay. at it, when you say future alumni. It seems like it's out there. So my first one is going to be that we need to do a better job. But I think we need to spend time with students and say, how would you explain this? So I'd love to get into a marketing class in the Ivy School of Business and say, here's the product. And maybe what comes back is the name is cute, but does it actually say what it means? Mm. Right. Yeah, because I'll be honest, I've, I've heard a lot about fan over mm -hmm. the years, but I've always thought more as like something I would do like closer to graduation. To graduation. And so I don't really think of it as something I would engage with now. So it's interesting that it's kind of supposed to be yeah. this uh, program you can engage with at any point before you graduate. Yeah, so if, you, if it was called the pre-alumni something, but then it sounds like a major, <laughs> <laughs> like pre-medical, pre-dental, pre-whatever. Yeah, um, I'm majoring in pre-alumni status. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. So I'm going to sound like I didn't answer your question because I think the question begs a question. Okay. We know what it means. We know what it's for. I think it needs more work. I really do. And my staff will kill me tomorrow for saying that. <laughs> well, we appreciate your honesty down here tonight. <laughs> But I think a big thing that future alumni, current students, and alumni now can all share about and you know bond over with their experience at Iowa State is the different traditions that this yes. university has. I know I have partaken in quite a few, and I know Jacob and I, we've got like a bucket list of all the ones before we graduate and we have to app, check there's off. there's a check off. Have you done the traditions challenge? I've not done the challenge, but I uh, was doing some research before the episode and did see that, so I yeah. do think I'll be downloading it. And that, to me, is part of what fans should be emphasizing those two things of technology and connectedness but go ahead with your question yeah so i'm just going to have you talk about some of the big traditions here at iowa state well you know traditions and i i did some homework on my own tonight because i thought a lot about this uh when i saw the question and let me just take a moment to go here one of the things that i was able to find out because you know it's funny how you can do things and never tell yourself why you're doing them. And here at Iowa State, it's really interesting because there are some schools, and I'll use Texas A&M as an example, uh, that does a program where they really basically feed the traditions into you. You almost have to do them. Mm -hmm. Whereas here at Iowa State, I kind of like to say that ours are more of a Native American tradition 
where they're more verbal mm -hmm. and you learn by seeing and then storytelling. And somewhere, someone along the way tells you, don't step on the Zodiac. It's not something that you go and read somewhere or, or you start maybe your first couple of weeks, you see someone walk around that and you wonder, every time I come in this building, people get to this space, it's almost like there's an electronic field <laughs> that forces them to have to go around it. Or I've seen people go out and throw money in the fountain, but it's not like I see everybody throw money in the fountain. So when I was reading up on just traditions in general, this tradition definition really stuck with me. They're simply repeated inherited rituals or customs that are handed down and shared in by generations of groups or family members. So if you think about your family, you probably have things that you do every holiday. Mm -hmm. There are things you do, you know, with the one that just passed with Easter. Or there are things you do at the beginning of school every year or things you do with your grandparents. So bottom line is, here at Iowa State, these traditions have been birthed over the years. Now what's interesting is I got to thinking about my own time here at Iowa State, and you guys may not know this, but I started a tradition, and it's hard to believe that it stuck. All right, let's hear it. Do you it. know which one it is? No, I do not. Do you not know that I started the Cyclone Power Chant? That was you. Okay. That was me. I so I know at every occasion that you're at, you always lead it, but I didn't know that you were the father of the Cyclone Chant. Oh, I never chant. said that now. The father. <laughs> <laughs> I birthed it. <laughs> the mother. No. But, yeah, so Jamie called me one year and ask if we could do something to do two things. One, get people out of the parking lots before the game started because our tailgating, as you know, is so good here. We would start game, especially now that we're on TV more. We needed more fans in the stands mm -hmm. rather than still out in the parking lot. This was during the Dan McCartney era. And, um, but he also wanted something that would be participatory. And so if you think about places that I came from, like the University of Kansas, where they had Rock mm -hmm. Chalk Jayhawk, the University of Illinois, they have ILL, INI. Mm -hmm. So we would call this in the black church, we would call this callback, where one would say one something and someone else would say something back to them. Mm -hmm. And so I got to thinking, what if one side of the stadium said cyclone and the other side of the stadium said power? Not knowing that, he would then ask me to go in the middle of the field, <laughs> wear a football jersey, and be the person that actually got that started every football weekend. I'm happy to say, knock on wood, it went so well that the students do what students do. They took it over. The students would wait for me to get to the middle of the field, and they would start doing cyclone power, and then I was irrelevant. <laughs> and that's okay. It was birth. It was birthed. It took hold, and today, spontaneously, Cyclone Power just starts. And it, you would think it's been around for 50-plus years, but that was a tradition that I started here at Iowa State. No, no light on me, but just that you can start them. Some of them don't go well. Some of them go. I know people have been trying for the longest to get a hand symbol. Yeah. And, you know, is it this? Right. Is it this? I don't know what it is, but it hasn't stuck yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you talk about our traditions, everything from Lancelot in the Lane, mm -hmm. campanilling, homecoming is a tradition. Some traditions go. We know which mm -hmm. one is the biggest one that went. Cherry Pie stayed. Visha went. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, you have everything from the Zodiac, the Founder Four Seasons, Christian Peterson's art, you know, the fight song, the alma mater. So there's just a, a list of them. Wow. Well, I want to personally thank you for your contributions, you know, aside from your leadership at the Alumni Association, but specifically to our traditions and the enthusiasm that is brought to the games by Cyclone Power. I love Cyclone Power. I love it. I mean, I absolutely do because somehow it can fill a room and it can take no matter what age you are. And it also has become something when you're on the road You'll say cyclone, and I've done it on airplanes, and people just say power. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I know where you are now. I know who the alums on the plane because you, you have to know what to say in response to that. It's not, you know, cyclones. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, You're supposed to say power, Jane. <laughs> oh, I missed it. You miss, I'm not yeah. an alumni yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go then. Yeah. No, I think that's so amazing because you're exactly right. That is something that I just kind of always assumed had always been a thing here on campus. And it's actually, you know, I think going to games and different events is like really fun and there's always a good energy. But that is one thing that, you know, at a lot of different things is kind of the thing that really gets me pumped, pumped up uh, pumped up and ready to go, um, you know, at, at DIS and, you know, yep. homecoming. Like I just, I really feel the energy in the crowd when we start doing that. And so that's so cool. And I think... You were also talking about how just it's a lot of these are just things we don't even think about, like the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I never think about it when I'm going through the MU. I could be 15 minutes late to a class and I'm running across campus, but I will go around that. Around I go around the Zodiac and every time I see someone step on the Zodiac, it blows my mind. I'm yeah. like, how can you do that? And how can you get upset about it? You didn't hurt anybody, but yet you hurt me because that's a tradition at my school. Mm-hmm. It's, again, another connecting point. And no one gets it unless they are us. You know, it's yeah. something that we share. And that, to me, is what's special. You know, and it's, it doesn't have a gender. It doesn't have a race. It doesn't have a major. It doesn't have a geography. You know, that's what's beautiful about the traditions that we share because not all traditions are good. Let's let's let, let's face that. Right. But there are some traditions, and the ones that I've named here tonight are some of those traditions that really hold the test of time. You know, who would think that we would love swans? <laughs> well, maybe we don't love swans, but we love Lancelot and Elaine. Mm-hmm. Right. And it doesn't matter how many times they change. And who mm-hmm. would think that we love Psy? Because we're... 18, 20 year olds, in my case, a 60 year old. But Psy keeps me grounded that it's okay to be a child. It's okay to show my school spirit. When I see Psy, it's kind of like seeing Mickey and Minnie at Disney World. You know, he's Mm -hmm. our mascot. You know, he's our campus icon. So, and then Central Campus. I mean, who would think that 22 acres of open land would be a tradition? But try to Mm -hmm. build on it. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually really excited that you brought up Cy as, you know, the Cy, the Cyclone, our mascot here at Iowa State. So I'm going to try this analogy. As you birthed Cyclone power, <laughs> do you know who or how Cy was birthed into Iowa State? That is a two-part question as well, because we were Cyclones before we were Cy. 
Okay. Because when we played in 1895, I think it was Northwestern, that we played Northwestern University in football, and won that game 36 to nothing, I think was the score. Okay. And the sports writer made a comment in the paper the next day that Northwestern's football team had been hit by an Iowa cyclone. And the term cyclone stuck to Iowa State College, which is what it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then over time, people tried to figure out different symbols for Iowa State. We had the, the actual cyclone mm-hmm. wind. But people figured out you couldn't hug it. It couldn't love you. It wasn't something that had arms and hands and all the things you expect from a mascot. And so since our colors were cardinal and gold, they brought together the cardinal in terms of the bird and the look of the cyclone. Now we've gone away from the look of the cyclone to actual legs or feet. But that was in 1959 is when Cy was birthed at homecoming in 1959 into this lovable character that could be a true mascot for the university. So going back to something you said, uh, and that is, is that so often when you're not a cyclone and people say, what's your mascot though? Your mascot's a cardinal, mm-hmm. but you call yourself the cyclones. Well, that gives you a, a direct indication you're not a cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you knew, you wouldn't be asking me that question. Now I have to be able to tell this story about how we had to bring to life our mascot because we couldn't hug wind. Mm-hmm. So you have the Cyclones, which is the football story behind Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And then you have the reality of creating a mascot that right. was something that we could interact with. And kids, first and foremost, need something that they can approach, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and so give it to the students in 1959. Wow. Came together and helped create this wonderful mascot that we all love today. Yeah. Dang, because I know in lead as well, above the gymnasium, like as you enter it, is kind of the all the, the history. Ra- yes, all the different varieties of Psy and the mascot that we've put out to the public the over the I've years. I've heard that variety. I used to call it the flavor. <laughs> the flavor. <laughs> I kind of like that better. <laughs> yeah. I And so, you know, we've been talking a lot uh, tonight about the history of Iowa State and, you know, all these different traditions. And a lot of that history and those traditions are really contained, I think, within the Alumni Association building itself. Oh, yeah. Um, There are just so many different symbols throughout the building. It's just like such a great representation of campus. And so could you actually talk a little bit about some of those design choices that were made in the Alumni building? Yeah. Let's start with the reality that we used to be in the Memorial Union, our offices were. Oh, wow. And the space that is today used for multicultural student affairs was where our offices used to be, right between the garage and the actual union building. Okay. And so the Alumni Association and the Iowa State University Foundation used to be housed in that space. And then the foundation moved out. And then eventually we moved out because what we found is, is that more and more students wanted space in the union. And to do that, someone had to go. <laughs> and so 
Then we also had the reality that, that when alums came back to campus, the hard thing was parking. And many of them were older, and so coming to campus was harder, especially during the weekday when you couldn't get through the gate, you had to come around Morrill Drive, then there was nowhere to park. Then if you had short time to do your business, you would go into the parking garage of the MU, and then you had to wait through the spiral <laughs> that you may be late to where you had to go. So we just felt it wasn't good alumni relations. If you want to welcome someone back, you want to make it easy for them to come, for them to park, for them to get in, get out, take care of their business, and so forth. So we approached at the time President Joffrey, mm -hmm. who was president then, about building a standalone facility to really, the alumni body was growing, Iowa State was getting much more involved in fundraising, and if these are the folks that we're going to want to have connected, we need to have better ways of connecting them. Let me just give you one last piece, and that was is that when most folks return in mass, they return to the Iowa State Center. Mm -hmm. Hilton is there, mm -hmm. CY Stevens is there, football is there, the gardens were there, this is not necessarily where they came back to. Yep. They got here, mm -hmm. but on Saturdays, when they were mostly here in mass, or when they came back for commencement, they didn't make it over to cross Lincoln Way. So we felt that our real estate needed to be closer to where alumni were. And so the university agreed that we could start researching this project, and we did. You see what came of it. But at the end of the day, we felt what they really loved, though, are the symbols of campus. How could we take the symbols of campus, not hodgepodge, but have an architect think about what mattered to alums and build it into a facility so that this wouldn't be a facility, it would actually be a program. Mm -hmm. So when you approach it, you get some sense that those windows remind me of the windows to the Campanile room, or through the center of that building, that's the Campanile poking out the top of it, or the limestone building reminds me of being on central campus, and there's four limestone buildings with McKay, MU, Beardshire, and Curtis. Red brick, when I'm over here around engineering part of campus, or I'm over with, um, what's it called? Um, made a note here. Um, doesn't matter. Uh, you have this opportunity to to think about the tall steps that go up. It's like I'm going to. You have the outside doors that look like Curtis Hall and Beardshire. So the architect just did a great job, who happened to be alums, of helping us make this building more of a story. Mm -hmm. Even though it would have offices in it, it would have rooms in it that could be rented. That when you're in here, because of all the memorabilia. It wouldn't feel like a museum, it would feel alive. It would, it would tell a story. So you have the student hallway down on first floor where Student Alumni Leadership Council's office is. That's where the real beginning starts. It starts with you being a student coming back to FAN. It doesn't start with you just driving by here. It starts with you connecting to this place. Then you go up to second floor and it's the faculty, those individuals that touched you, but at the same time they were doing research, they were getting patents, they were coming up with inventions, they were doing innovation, but yet they were also teaching classes where at a lot of schools you don't have real faculty teaching, but here at Iowa State the same people doing the cutting edge research are also in the classroom. 
Then you walk across the hallway right in front of where the uh, ballroom is. Here are all these students who've gone off now and become alums, but they've come back and they've been recognized by the university with all these awards. And they were simply students just as you guys are. And you'll be coming back one day and we'll be offering you the opportunity to be recognized for your success. But then you go upstairs and these same students that started down on first floor had these classes with these faculty on second floor, went off and made good with their lives and got these awards. They're coming back now as volunteers and they're helping recreate the university because their sons and daughters are now the students coming through with these faculty, getting these awards and coming back as volunteers. And all of a sudden it just keeps looping and looping and looping and looping. And so the Alumni Center is more of a journey, mm -hmm. a journey of a place, a place that we all love, about the people we all love. And whether they get a PhD or not, doesn't matter. <laughs> Going back to those three Ps, those were my three Ps, but we all get the people and the place. You'll get whatever your third P is. Just don't make it a C or a D. <laughs> I, it just amazes me the intention and the thought and kind of the theme of really our whole conversation is how the Iowa State community never leaves you unless you decide to leave it. Um, but it, the, the community will never leave you. And I mean, that you know, intention is even reflected into the architecture of the building like you had mentioned. I mean, as a senior walking by campus, you know, every little corner of campus, I'm like, man, you know, thinking back all to the, all the different memories that I've had over the past four years. And I mean, you know, hopefully when I do come back for some award because I make something of my life in 30 years, you know, I'll see those steps and, you know, being with Jacob as president and vice president of the student body, we've had quite a few flights of steps going yeah. up to Beardshire, and we'll be thinking about that as we walk up those steps. And so just the intention of really continuing that community even into the architecture amazes me. Well, I think what you just said is why I think it's also about being intentional. You know, Iowa State was not some idea that was just sitting in a back room. I mean, there was truly someone who said, there should be a university for the rural kids. At that point, it was the rural kids of Iowa. But recognizing that agriculture was everywhere and everybody had to eat, everyone needed to know what to do with their land because sometimes their land was mountains. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was rivers and streams. Just here in Iowa, it happened to be soil. But in some places, that soil grows fruit. Some places it grows vegetables. Some places it grows animals. But whatever the case was, the people of the working class needed to understand how science fit into their lives. And this universe, university was birthed. That's been a word we use quite a bit tonight as well. <laughs> but the bottom line that I'm just so proud of is that this place matters, but it doesn't matter to everyone. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm very intentional when I say that. It's a choice, just like it was a choice to go to college. You know, some of us maybe didn't think we got the choice. Our parents had us revved up that this was going to be to make the next decision that we made. But however that choice was made, once we got here, we found that this place connected to us and that it somehow gave us life and potential, and it helped me find who I am and who I wanted to be. And now it's letting me be who I want to be I wanted to be here for the next generation. So I'm going to close with that. At the end of the day, even though you may have something else you want to ask about, but at the end of the day, our work is not just about you. It's also about the future. 
So how, what kind of Iowa State do I want to leave to my children and my grandchildren? I want them to find a place that still cares for people making choices, people having the life that they want to have, the, to use their potential, and that we will still attract the top quality faculty who want to come here, who want to be in a place that's sometimes a little bit too cold in terms of weather, <laughs> but is always warm with hospitality, that we can help you be who you want to be, you know, and so, it's not a, it's not just a intentional journey. It's a commitment that this stock has been given to me mm -hmm. so that I can invest in it, that it mm -hmm. can keep paying dividends for the future. Yeah. You know, I think that mission that you outlined is uh, so much of why I love this campus. And, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about FAN as a way to get involved with the Alumni Association early, but I also know that SALC is a really fantastic way to start contributing to that mission now, now. while you're a student. Uh, you know, and I know that you know, home, homecoming's a part of that, Cyclone Alley, the Senior Class Council, uh, First Year Leadership League. I know that there's all these different facets to what SALC does, but can you just real quick kind of summarize what SALC represents to, uh, you know, to you and what role it plays in fulfilling that mission? You're gonna love this answer, I think. It's our online alumni club. Just like we talk mm -hmm. about clubs that are out there in the cities, you gotta have volunteers. Cause Iowa State and the Alumni Association can't have an alumni association in all, I mean, there's millions of cities. So it takes people who are willing to bring themselves together to lift up the university and to lift up each other. And so SLC is a club that's about lifting up the student alumni of Iowa State. So they do homecoming, just as you said. They do Cyclone Alley. And, and that gets you into the sports world. That gets you into the creative world with homecoming. It gets you into senior class council where you're serving each other. And then you get into the work that is done through First Year Leadership League. These are the new converts who have just arrived. Mm -hmm. They're untarnished. Nobody has told them they can't do something. They can do first year leadership league and find out that, you know what, I can learn more about my university early rather than waiting until I'm a senior or a junior. So the Alumni Association through the Student Alumni Leadership Council is really about creating what I would hope are our future volunteers because they've touched us, they've been in the building with us, they know at the end of the day that this is about bringing cyclones together to do good and to take care of each other and then hopefully take care of their community because that's what you're doing through some of the programs that you do is do community work as well. So so I think a personal connection to what you just said about getting on campus, you know, while you're young as a freshman and getting to learn my very first leadership position or involvement in an organization was first year leadership uh -huh. league. I replied to the email that they sent out and that was where I really got to learn and know some of like my closest friends today still. I mean, and they even worked up into the ranks. I know Erin, you know, is a big part of Cyclone, Cyclone Alley, Alley right now. Yeah. And she started out with, you know, I remember her saying as a freshman, I want to be in Cyclone Alley in first year leadership league. And she worked up to that and now is, you know, one of the head people over there for yeah. that. So it is. It's a way to, to really just get your feet wet. But it's another way to immerse yourself in everything that's Iowa State. 
And that's nothing against any other student organization. You can be immersed through the Greek system. You can be immersed through the housing system. Um, but uniquely in what we do is a deep immersion into the traditions and history and atmosphere of Iowa State. And that changes with every generation. And that's the other piece I want to say about Cyclone or about Student Alumni Leadership uh, Council is it's modern. They don't do everything they used to do. It's what attracts students today, and they get to tweak their programs. And to me, it's what it says. It's a leadership council. You know, it's, it's about what leaders do. Leaders take what is today, which may feel like it was yesterday, but it gives it the flavor and the intention that looks and feels like what students. We weren't doing things that we were doing pre-COVID that we had to do post-COVID. And you have the flexibility now to do that because of students. Students will drive us to where we need to be and keep us from staying in our traditions. The tradition may be the same, but the flavor is very different, just like those flavors of yeah. Psy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Um, I think uh, I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast today and also thank you for your uh, leadership at, you know, in the Alumni Association and as a, you know, a member of the Iowa State community. Uh, I think that you know, you're one of the first people that I met when I came on <laughs> campus when you were leading us through Cyclone Power at DIS. And, uh, you know, your persistent and positive energy uh, really makes this campus a better place. So just want to say thank you for that. And again, thanks for coming on our podcast. Well, today. thank you all for having me. And thank you all for searching us out. And I say us because I'm here not as me. I'm here as a body of, of alumni and our staff. But we appreciate our students more than they would ever know, not because they're going to become alumni, but, but because they help this place regenerate itself. And it gives us a chance to see what's good about Iowa State and what's good about our world, especially when you take into account all that's going on right now. Uh, this is a healthy place with healthy people. And so thank you for both for leading the way you do and, and then doing this. I mean, this is incredible that you've got homework, you've got student government work, <laughs> You got lives, you got family, you know, that could take this time, but you've elected to do something with your time that's as positive as this. And so for that, I'm, I'm grateful. And thank you for being Cyclones. <laughs> and thank you. And before you leave, we do have a surprise for you. This is something we don't normally do, but we've invited a portion of the marching band here. Oh We'd be God. honored if you would sing the fight song with all of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the band. We've got Anna Hackbarth on the sousaphone back there. Start us off. Okay. And we will fight, fight, fight for Iowa State. And may our colors ever fly. And we will fight with might for Iowa State. With the will to do or die. Rah, rah, rah. Loyal sons forever true. And we will fight the battle through. And when we hit that line, we'll hit it hard every young for I. Thanks for doing that. And <laughs> thank you so much. You scared me. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been something. I don't know that we could fit the whole band uh -huh. in here. But again, thank you so much for coming on and thank you for taking part in that uh, fun little rendition of the oh, fight song with us. And that was a fantastic conversation with Jeff Johnson and a little bit of a song work there at the end. Uh, special shout out to Anna Hackbarth. Um, who is a student government senator, but also a member of the marching band. 
uh, for coming in and helping us put that on. Yes, that was amazing. Round of applause for Anna on the sousaphone. That marching band experience going beyond the football fields right there. That was a great exhibit of that. I, fe I felt a little bit of Jack Tri Stadium <laughs> in, this, in the recording studio tonight. But I, I think we had an amazing and very in-depth conversation about what the Iowa State community is and how that plays a role in graduates and mm -hmm. alumni once they leave. But what was your favorite part of all of that, Jacob? You know, I love talking about uh, the traditions and just kind of the depth of community here on campus. I think it was really cool to learn that Cyclone Power started with Jeff Johnson. No kidding. Um, you know, and, and I think that goes to show just about how, you know, the concept of Iowa State and the things that we consider as just like an everyday given part of the community, they're built by members of that community. It wasn't something that was here when, you know, the first students stepped foot on campus. It was something that we all built together. And I think that's so cool that, you know, you can come to this campus and you can leave your mark and this campus will forever be changed because of what you did here. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, Jeff Johnson came here and, you know, he's done a lot of work with the Alumni Association. He helped build, uh, you know, the current building. He started Cyclone Power. He's left his mark. His uh, legacy. He has a legacy here on campus. And I think that's just so cool that that's something that we all share in and can shape together. And I think likewise in the community extending beyond the Iowa State campus, my favorite part is really myself finding comfort in graduating now because these last four years have been so pivotal and transformative from senior high school, Jaden. Like, I'm a completely different person. And, you know, I love this university in knowing that it's, I don't have to abandon this community. I don't have to abandon the identity of being an Iowa State, an Iowa Stater is very comforting in me knowing that I'm going to have this community nowhere, no matter where I go, across the world, cyclones are going to be there. That, that right there is the whole conversation for me. Yeah, I think that a wonderful conversation overall with Jeff Johnson. And uh, yeah, so uh, another special thanks to Anna Hackbarth and also thank you to our listeners for tuning in for another episode of The State of Things. And while Jaden and I will be finishing our terms as president and vice president tomorrow, we're not done with the state of things just Can't get yet. Rid of us. Not yet. Uh, we got one more episode coming your way, so stay tuned for that. And with that, this has been The, the state, state of things. things. Thank you for listening to another great episode of The State of Things, an ISU student government podcast original. This episode was hosted by Jacob Ludwig and Jaden Allrich, produced by Madeline Willits, our executive producer, Sundar Shivraj, our production manager, and Ethan Matthews, our technical director, with special thanks to the staff and facilities of the Student Innovation Center Digital Media Suite. We are always looking to promote student organizations and campus events, so if you have an organization or event that you would like us to promote, please email us at stateofthings@iastate.edu. The Iowa State University student government was created in 1958 to provide service to, advocacy for, and empowerment of students at Iowa State. To get involved or share your ideas for change, please email stugov at iastate.edu. That's S-T-U-G-O-V at iastate.edu. Thank you and roll clones.